Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Thursday morning, March 18th. So glad to have you along with us today, especially if you're new. Welcome. I hope you join us every single day because we really believe that as we get in the Word of God and pray over the Word of God day after day, it makes a difference. It changes our life. It changes us from the inside. It makes us more and more the people that God intends us to be. And we're so grateful for the Bible. We're so grateful for the Word of God. We're grateful for this technology. And of course, we're grateful for you. So make sure you subscribe, hit the notify, like the videos, tell your friends. Let's pass this along. And we're glad you're along with us. Can you think of a time when you've been chosen? and or rejected. Of course, everybody likes to be chosen for things, and no one likes to experience rejection, do we? <clears throat> and when I think of this, I, my mind goes back to, it must have been painful moments in my life, because I, I go all the way back to my childhood, and when, when we would choose teams for kickball or, or some other game, and you always wanted to be chosen early on. And if you were passed over for other people, oh boy, was that painful to to not uh, be chosen for the team, to be rejected. And as we grow older, you know, maybe it's a relationship. We hope we're the one chosen and, uh, and we don't want to be rejected. And we grow even still older. Maybe it's a sale or a uh, at work or a, a business being chosen for a position at work or, or whatever it may be as we, you know, a sale, something in the work or... or we want to be chosen. We don't want to be rejected. It's painful to be rejected. And it's feel, it makes us feel wonderful if, our, if we're chosen, if our project, our, what we're presenting is chosen. Do you know God chooses? I mean, just like, just like us, God makes choices. God, now, he's impartial, we read in, in Galatians and other places. God's not partial in his choices, but God makes choices. And God chooses people. And God rejects people. When we come to God, we, we, you know, a lot of people think that we come as an equal negotiating with God. And, you know, we present our case and it's like we sell ourselves to God. That's not how he chooses. God makes choices based on what he wants. It's that simple. We come to God as shall we say, a negotiating position, we come to God with no nothing to offer. We come to God as beggars, and God makes choices, and God chooses people, and God rejects people. You know, in the Scripture, there's a lot of people God chose, aren't there? I mean, God chose Moses. We don't really know why, and the Bible doesn't tell us why he chose Moses. God chose Abraham. We don't really know why. God chose David. He was the least of, the, of, of all the sons of Jesse. He was the least, the last one they ever would have expected. God chose him. God chose the prophets. With Jeremiah, it says God chose him before he was even born, before there, he could do anything right or wrong. God had chosen Jeremiah. God is a sovereign God. God has something he's doing, and it involves people. He makes choices, and he's entitled to do that. It's his world. He can do as he wants, just like we can. God chose uh, Paul in Acts chapter 9. Paul was persecuting the church. And when he knocked, got knocked off his high horse and blinded by the appearance of Jesus, 
the was it Ananias that was going to go and lead him to Christ? And he said, I don't know, Lord. I mean, Lord, you, I'll go if you want me, but you know this guy, he's a persecutor and he kills the Christians. And the Lord said back to him, go for he's a chosen instrument of mine. I have chosen him. He's a chosen instrument of mine. God chose Peter in Matthew chapter 16. When Jesus was asking the disciples, who do people say that I am? And they all had their opinion. You know, everybody has an opinion about Jesus. And he says, yeah, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And Peter's answer was, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus' response to that was, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father who's in heaven. God had chosen Peter and God revealed something through Peter. And God had set Peter apart. He was just a, merely a fisherman. God had chosen him and set him apart for this awesome responsibility that he was about to uh, engage, embark upon. And God revealed truth to him along the way. God makes choices. He has every right to do that. This is his world. We're his creation. Well, the good news is, if you're in Christ, and you probably are if you're listening along to this, but if you're not, I hope you will be, because in Ephesians 1, we read this about us. Are you ready? Ephesians 1, we'll start in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us, there it is, just as he, God, chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. Long before you existed, long before you were born, God knew you, God knew what he was going to do before he created the world. God had you in mind. God could see in the future. God chose you before the foundation of the world. Why? To be holy and blameless. Just as he, in love, he predestined us to the adoption of sons through Christ Jesus to himself, according to the kind intention of his will. I've titled this message, God chose us, chosen by God, you are chosen by God, but why? Well, there's the answer. For some reason, God loves you and God loves me. And he's put his love upon us and he chose us. And he's given us this in, in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world. He chose us, he predestined us, he had his purpose for us. It's an amazing thing. I can't answer all the questions about how this works. I don't know why I've chosen over someone else. There are other people, you know, like I, I still think back to my high school days when I came to Christ and of the, the, the guys I hung around with, most of them didn't. And why did I and why did they not? I, I don't know. Other than the hand of God. There, somewhere along the line, God's mercy was upon me. I know there were other factors. I, I know there was a woman in my neighborhood who prayed for me long before I ever became a Christian. She was praying for me, and Granny D, as we knew her. She would spend an hours and hours in prayer every day with God. And I know that I was on her prayer list as a, as a, as a, from being a little boy. Uh, my parents took me to church. I appreciate that. But somewhere, I know a lot of people who have been prayed for, and I know a lot of people who were taken to church, and I know a lot of people who were raised in a, in a good family, and I know people raised in a bad family. It seems like all these things, somehow, why did I come to Christ? And why did others? Somewhere in there, 
It's just the grace and mercy of, that God's hand was upon me. Same with you. The same with you, my friend. Somewhere along the line, God's hand was upon you. He was setting you apart. He was wooing you. He was drawing you to himself. You can probably think back to times. I know I can. Times like, for instance, before I was saved, that, that I could have been killed. And somehow God preserved my life. My wife tells a story about how when she went with some friends to, uh, before she was a Christian, a bunch of her friends, they went to a palm reader, believe it or not. And this palm reader was reading people's, you know, reading their palms. And when she came to my wife, when she came to Roz, the palm reader said, uh, I can't do yours. And there was something about Roz that this palm reader was kind of, it seems like repelled, shall we say, I can't do yours. Well, this was before she was even saved. And we believe somehow God's protective hand was upon her. God chooses us. God has set his love upon us. God has set his love upon you. It's a precious, precious thing. Don't become proud about it. This should be very, very humbling, as a matter of fact, that the God of the universe would even notice us, much less somehow choose us. Imagine back on that kickball team. You know, you're standing there in the row and the captain's, I'll choose him and I'll choose him. I'll choose her. Uh, I want this person. And God chose you. He did so. Now, now there's another reason when I think of these kickball teams, God chooses, and that's because he wants to win. And in John 15, verse 16, this is kind of what Jesus was saying as well. Ephesians 1 tells us God predestined us, chose us it, because he set his love upon us. But in John 15, verse 16, Jesus was talking to his disciples. And he said this, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. That, and, that, and bear fruit that would remain, that whatever you ask of the Father, he will do for you. How interesting. Why did God choose you? Well, he set his love up. He chose you to set his love, you know, Abraham, Moses, David, prophets. He chose them to set his love upon them. But it seems like God also chooses us for a purpose, that God has a purpose in mind with the disciples, the, the, the 12. You did not choose me. I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. I think this is part of why God chooses us. We certainly see this with Israel. Jesus told the parable about the, 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 the fig tree that would not bear fruit, and he cursed it. And, he, and another parable where he talked about, should we just dig it up and throw it away? And he told the, the, the Pharisees, he said, the kingdom will be taken away from you and given to a people who will bear the fruit of it. God wants you to bear fruit. God wants you to bear the fruit of, of a holy life. God chose you and appointed you to bear the fruit of, of, a, of a, a life of goodness, a life of holiness, a life of righteousness, a life of faith. God chose you to bear fruit not only in your life, but also in the life of others. That, that often the scripture talks about the fruit of the Spirit being developed in us, but also Paul would talk about, I want to bear fruit amongst you. And that was the fruit of affecting other people, leading other people to Christ, making disciples for Christ, uh, uh, helping others become all of what God wants them to be. And so today I want you to realize God has chosen you not just to set his love upon you. That's certainly first base. He sets his love upon you, but he's got a purpose for you. Do you know it? Do you understand it? Do you realize how God wants to use you? 
It's no accident that you've come to Christ. It's no accident you came to Christ when you did. God, God, many of us, I know I was saved in my teen years. I don't know when you came to Christ. But God saves us and he has a purpose for us on this earth to make a difference, to, to love unlovable people, to win people to Christ, to build his kingdom, to be known for, for goodness and righteousness, to, to spread the good news that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, has come to save sinners and to make disciples that we might, as it says in Colossians 1.28, present every man complete in Christ. So today, my friend, revel. You were chosen. You weren't left standing in the line. And you, and you, if you're in Christ, you need not experience the pain of rejection. People might reject you. You know, you might not get the sale. You might not get the contract. Uh, you might have someone you love reject you, turn your back, and even stab you in the back. People might reject you, but you've been chosen by God. He's not rejected you. He's not rejected you. And he's chosen you to set his love upon you, but he's also chosen you because he's got a purpose for you to fulfill. And today, we're going to pray. We want to pray that we will know and fulfill those purposes. Amen? Join me in prayer if you would. Father in heaven, thank you today that our salvation's no accident. You didn't say whosoever will, can, and somehow we slipped in without you even knowing it. You're the sovereign God. You work all things after the counsel of your will. You, you lead us, Lord, Lord, I just think with myself and all of us, you, you've had circumstances and events and you brought people into our lives and, and people prayed for us and people shared the word with us. And we want to thank you for all the things that led to our salvation, how your hand was at work, and you were drawing us, wooing us to yourself, preparing us, and bringing us to eternal life. We want to thank you and bless you. Lord, we do not come to you as those who can negotiate and say, this is what I offer and what you offer back in return. No, no. We come to you, Lord, as lost, sinful beggars, destined, worthy of judgment, begging for mercy. And we thank you. You gave it to us. We thank you, you allowed us to see our, our own state so we would come with that type of humility and not come with the typical self-righteousness that I know many have, I know I had before, before you showed me my true condition. And so we thank you. Thank you we're not rejected by you. Hallelujah. Lord, today as we think of others who've rejected us and it's been painful, hurtful, but we thank you that, that you've not, and thank you in particular that on that day of judgment, when some people are going to hear you say, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, I never knew you, that your words to us will be, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your master. And Lord, it, it will be because of Christ. We just readily acknowledge that. Jesus is our savior. He's, he's given us life, redeemed us, forgiven us. Jesus, you have, we give all credit and glory to you as our Savior, as the one who transferred us from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of God. We give you the glory and give you the praise. Any good in us that we've ever accomplished, that we have ever received, who we are, Lord, we give you the praise because we are what we are by the grace of God. We have what we have because we've received it. We do what we do because of your strength and power living within us. We give you credit and praise. We thank you today, Lord, that you chose us that we might bear fruit for your kingdom. 
Oh, Lord, I pray today for each one of us, we'd be fruitful people. I pray, Lord, we'd be fruitful people. You said some would be 30, 60, and 100-fold. Lord, we would ask, Father, we would ask, make us 100-fold Christians. Help us, Lord, not to just be 30 or 60. Although, Lord, if that's what we are, we're grateful. Many aren't even that. But Lord, we, we aspire to be 100-fold for you. We aspire, Lord, to excel in love, to excel in faith, to excel in holiness and goodness, to be known, to be known as servants of God, to be known as Christians, Lord, to, to, uh, to be those hundredfold fruit bearers for you. We pray, O oh God, that you would use us to lead people to Christ, to make disciples. Lord, every one of us, some of us may be gifted in that, Others may not, but Lord, all of us, all of us have some gift. All of us have some sort of special abilities from you to bear fruit, to build your kingdom. And so, Lord, today we aspire to this. Help us to be the people, to, 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 be, to, have the, to do our part, the discipline, the courage, the initiative, to use our time well so that we would be bearing fruit. And Lord, that in your kingdom, we were, we'd be bearing the fruit we were intended and chosen to bear. Again, fill us with the love of God. Overflow through us. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. Overflow your love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, your goodness, your faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Over, overflow that through us. Lord, help us to have a mighty impact on others. I, I just pray, Father, that we would be sharing the gospel. Give us opportunities. Open doors for us to share the gospel. Help us, Lord, not be timid, fearful. We ask, Lord, we thank you that you go with us, so we ask, guide us to the very people who you've been working in their lives today. Guide us to people who are receptive. Lord, again, we, as we've said here before, we know there are people who pray to you and say they ask for a way, they ask for direction, they ask for mercy, they, they, they want to know you, they want answers. Lord, today, use us to be answers to those prayers. Send us to be an answer to those prayers. Help us, Lord, today to be alert to people who are searching. Help us, Lord, to have our spiritual antenna in tune so we know the people who are seeking and that uh, when doors are open, if it's even just a crack, help us, Lord, to discern that and stick our foot through and, and uh, have a, a positive effect on others. I pray today that, Lord, hurting people, we would love them, We'd be, we would be used by you as a healing balm in those who are in need. Lord, lost people, help us today to find them. I think of the parable, even as I was meditating last night, on many are called, but few are chosen. And I think of the parable, Lord, where you sent out, the king sent on his servants, go and bring them into my, this wedding feast. I want my dinner to be full. I want this feast to be full. I don't want my house to be empty. Oh, Lord, today, use us to be filling up the house of God with souls that are one to Christ. We pray for a great revival in our land. Lord, we're, we're grieved and saddened by the things happening in our country. And uh, we, we look to you, we pray to you, Lord, that you would turn curses into blessings, what was evil into what is good. Lord, we pray that there would be a mighty salvation sweep through this land and use us in this purpose. Raise up great evangelists, raise up create men and women who can speak your word with such passion, persuasion, and, and conviction that people will be compelled to listen 
and compelled to respond. We pray for this today. Use us in whatever way. You've chosen us. We believe you've appointed us to go and bear fruit. So today, Lord, bear fruit through us, your servants, we pray. And so we commit this day to you. We walk in the joy of the Lord. This is our strength. We walk in the power of your spirit who dwells within us. We look for opportunities to, do, to bring you glory and to love others in your name. And these things we pray and bless you today now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Thanks for joining me today. Special welcome if you're new. Hey, we mentioned this is the chosen, and I, I, I re reminded as I prayed there, there is a, uh, you know, you may have seen the chosen the, the, about Jesus, the story about Jesus. I guess season two is about to come out. It'll come out before Easter, which is only a little over two weeks away. And so it's a tremendous series. If you have not seen The Chosen season one yet, uh, you, I believe you can see it for free. You download the app and then you cast it up onto your, you can watch it on your device or up on your TV or however you do that on your computer. Well worth watching. Just a beautiful depiction, I believe, of the life of Christ. Season two is coming out soon. So we look forward to that. Amen. All right. Hey, God bless you. Thanks for being with me. And uh, make sure you pass this word along. I, we, we, we trust that the word of God every day as we learn more and more of it, bit by bit, it's like building a house, brick by brick, stone by stone, as we build God's truths into our lives through teaching and prayer, we believe it'll make a difference. So pass the word along. We want to be bearing fruit. I want to bear fruit in your life. I, want to, I, I pray that what God has shown me can be transmitted to you. And we want to be fruitful people in God's kingdom, don't we? Amen? Amen. You have a great day and serve the Lord, love the Lord. Remember, you're chosen of him. What an awesome, awesome thing. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. God bless you. Bye-bye.